So we have known each other quite long. Actually, I forgot how long or where or what. But um, we know each other as horse people, not really like uh, as uh, in-depth a bit. So what I was wondering, you live here in this beautiful area of Italy, North Italy, right? Yeah, right. Tell us a little bit about this, where we are actually. We are actually uh, near Milan, so like uh, less than an hour driving from the center of Milan, the beautiful Milan. And uh, it's the area where I born and I always been here. It's an industrial area, but uh, as you can see, we can find some nice green parts. And uh, here we are. You uh, grew up here and you started a training center. This area is the Bergamo train. Uh, the, the, the area, yes. You went to school here. here? I went to school, I went to the kindergarten. Yeah. So how was that, the school? What did you do exactly? I did this uh, agricultural school. I graduated as a agricultural uh, technician uh, here in Bergamo. From what age did you start working then? Um, with the horses, yeah. immediately after the school because... At 18? Uh, yes, m maybe before because my father bought his first Arabians when I was 10. Uh -huh. So let's say at 10 year, 10 year old and one day I start to follow him. You finished this agricultural degree, but you never did anything? No, no, never, never. Right. So I, in your dad already, he started with Arabian horses, you said, 10 years ago? He, yes, he started first mm -hmm. with two riding horses for a year or two, but his passion was uh, beauty. So he did morphological um, uh, shows, first with birds and then with dogs, and then, of course, he ended up with horses. Oh. Like the shows. How did he roll into Arabian horses? Then? Because they were the best to do morphological shows. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the one, the, the, the one that everybody loved. I mean, do you remember where he discovered them? Where he saw them first? Um, the f he really fell in love in Frauenfeld in Switzerland. Oh wow! In probably in 1988, they had this uh, European Championship. And the funny story was that here, very near to our place, like an hour or two, was a, a, um, a really big dealer here in Italy. It was called Borgonovo. And uh, he was buying trucks and trucks of horses from uh, the Nartog, mm -hmm. from Holland. And uh, he went to this Frauenfeld, the European Championship, and the champion stallion was Gommel. Ah, yes, I remember. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, on uh, here, I, I think he saw a few days before in this Borgonovo a mare in fall to Gommel, mm -hmm. but nobody knew who was Gommel, nobody knew who was this uh, little three, four-year-old filly in, in fall to Gommel or something like this, and uh, yeah, Gommel won and immediately to the dealer to buy this filly. So that was his first... Uh, so his first filly was a Gommel daughter? Yes. No, was his first filly was a complex daughter in fall to Gommel. So, oh, wow. And he bought it because she was in fall to the European Championship. European complex, yeah. a very successful show horse yeah, as well. Yeah, we, we talk about uh, 19... 
1988, eh? Yes, we are talking a long way back. I was a kid in Aachen when I saw him. Uh, yeah, I was a kid on that time, but I had to go to the school, so no big, show for me. Big moving horse, huge moving horse. Do you have any kind of thing that you remember from your school days as a kid with without horses? That is kind of a funny story that well, you say. Good oh, that my family is not really good on uh, on English, so they will never understand. But many parents maybe will translate this. I was not going to school just to go to the horses, just to go where we had the horses, try to put the saddle on and enjoy instead of going to school. And that's, I think, the best things that I did when I was on school, <laughs> that I was going to school. <laughs> that at least you finished that part. <laughs> I finished it, I finished it. I was quite okay. Well, you finished with a degree, I must say, yeah, it was even yeah. more than me. <laughs> <laughs> Here in Italy, you talk always about uh, Italian family. Tell us a little bit, how big is your Italian family? Uh, it's not that big, I have a brother. Mm -hmm. Well, father, of course, and everybody know my mother, and uh, one brother. Okay. And Samu was with us, uh, uh, was with us, I mean, still with us. Uh, he was helping us uh, until he decided to make his own family, and now his time is spent with the two daughters. Mm -hmm. So, my two nephews, uh, two beautiful daughters, uh, Isabella and Azzurra. You see this huge extended uh, Italian families with uh, big parties and spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, here. It's, so it's now I have the wrong conception. You are only with four. Probably because my father was just like more on dogs and horses than mm. uh, children. <laughs> so maybe that's why it's only two. You are happily unmarried, I believe, with uh, Rosie. We are not married, but we are together since uh, 17 years. Yeah. Getting 18 very soon. So it's. It's a long time. Oh my God. It's a life almost. So we are concentrating on uh, cats, dogs and horses. Perfect. Yeah. The ideal life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How That's did good. you guys meet? Actually, we met in a, in a horse show in Travagliato. Oh, really? Yeah, a horse show here, an hour away from here. And uh, it was uh, like, well, 2006, yes. We met there, uh, she, she came with uh, a client of me, of course the, cli the client horse won and he showed up with uh, Rosie um, to make a, you know, the picture, the championship picture and it was, uh, you know, I don't know how do you say in English, but uh, um, like it was love at the first sight. You say a Rossi, but the name is actually more beautiful. It's Rose Angela, yes. Rose Angela. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The angel of the rose oh. is laughing in the back. <laughs> <laughs> we have this conception, and maybe this comes from Italy, that the love of a man goes through a stomach. So how good is Rosie's cooking then? Zero. <laughs> <laughs> So, so another so conception that I destroyed you to destroyed. you. Destroyed. <laughs> you destroyed the meatballs. You destroyed yes, the, yes, the cooking. Yes, yes, yes. True. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, everything about food in here know. today. <laughs> I destroy you. Everything about food. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. you destroy the whole Italian <laughs> idea already. <Yeah. laughs> Do you see yourself ever, for any kind of reason, 
move out of this area or you think from no this is where i am uh, and this is where i will stay no 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 one day i'm thinking to move oh okay. really yeah why no. not because i spent all the all the let's say all the life until now here except the two and a half, two years that i spent in uh, america at michael mm -hmm. i was always here and uh, but one day i think i will really move which what is in your head i don't know because uh, we're still deciding with rosie because she liked the mountain and i like the sea and oh. uh, yeah you know it's really difficult to to find but the solution you stay in italy um, when yes or no i don't know i don't know can be also outside can be also outside any countries you have in mind then uh, no, at the moment, no. I like few countries, but uh, but Rosie don't, of course. She likes Switzerland because Switzerland mountains and greens is beautiful. I like more, uh, let's say, Spain or Qatar, just to mention something. Like really hot with good sea. Yeah, there is no mountains in Qatar. Absolutely for sure. not. Yeah. You spend a lot of time in Qatar. Yeah. How did that start to happen for you? Yeah, in Chaka in 2005, somehow, and then immediately yeah. after with uh, with Safir Challenge. And then I was called back in 2015 by Sheikh Ahmed to yes. help them. He yes. get back to he get back to to Ryan, to yeah. Ryan and Chaka to help them. To Ryan first and then Chaka also. So besides Qatar, you also mentioned Michael Byatt in the United States. How was those two years there? Uh, there was amazing. I think I had a chance to work with Michael and Robin and Frankie. I remember that was there on the time, and a lot of people that was going there to to help and to uh, make a, an experience in the United States to help Michael to learn something or just to stay there and work with uh, uh, the best horses because on that time he had the best horses ever. Uh, yeah, it was his high day? Was it was his high days? Yes, it was his high days. Sure. And um, he had a lot of. Basically, you were a kid then. He had a lot of kids from overseas, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot. How did you manage to stay that long? Two years? You had a special visa, or no? I, I was just going and come back, like the three months, and then wait and then go back again, because oh, wow. I, I was still having a a, a farm in Italy, my father's farm, and it was also my farm and the farm that I used, that I want to have, helping my father, so I have also to manage this. Eh? So I cannot ask Michael a special visa to stay there for two years, otherwise my daddy here was just like, kill me. Yeah, so you had to fly up and down. Uh, yeah, I have to. So tell us a little bit about, now you set up your own training farm here in Italy training, breeding, you basically cover all the aspects. Yeah, exactly. Um, since how long are you really building on this? Um, since immediately I uh, go back from United States, I came back from United States uh, 2002, uh, uh, let's say, on that time, and uh, we 
we were in another farm than this one, smallest, and uh, we moved here in 2007. So in these four five years, I was really looking for a, a nice place where to be and to settle the training center. So let's say from 2003 till 2007 I was just enjoying going around also sponsored by Michael I have to say a big thanks with Michael because to Michael because he helped me really a lot also to going here and there so I had the chance to to go to like I say Kuwait uh, Spain at Marietta Kuwait with uh, Mohammed Al Marzouk and all the friends uh, Marietta. I think you did a lot with Gigi also. Right? With Gigi, yes, with Gigi Grasso also. And photo shoots. A photo shooting around everywhere. He, he gave me the chance to to going around the world, exactly. And uh, in 2017, I opened up here. It's a nice facility. I like it. Uh, not that much boxes, not that many boxes, but we have everything here to to train the horses, to board some horses and to have a little clinic, little our uh, breeding part, let's say, not a real clinic, but we do. From your clientele, what's your base of clientele then? The, the, base, uh, the, the, the base, the biggest uh, number of horses, clients is since many years is uh, Al Rayyan. Uh, they start with Sheikh Hamad and now uh, with Fahad and Khalifa, uh, Mr. Khalifa and Sheikh Johan, we have like 20 horses, more or less. Yeah. There were at the beginning some show horses and always some broodmares to, to, to make embryos and uh, Yeah, because you are very well located close to this Avantea. Yeah, we are very close, uh, less than one year driving. So One hour. Less than one hour, sorry. Yeah. One, <laughs> one year no, 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 would be. Sorry, sorry. We might cover less, the world. Less than yeah. one hour. Less, yeah. less than yeah. one hour uh, uh, driving. So we are we are um, keeping the mares here, and we when they are ready to be ICSI, uh, they, they when they are ready to be pick up, we are driving the mares there. We make our line. We do the oven pick up, and then we come back. So the mares has the chance to enjoy the green field here. And you're really close with the doctors there as well, you know them fair. Yes, yes, we start since many years, uh, we start many years ago, so we start 2016, yeah, the first time. And since uh, two, three years also, our first gynecological vet uh, start to work there, so it's like, mm. a, you know, it's a good shot. Yeah, so him. you knew them basically already from the beginning as you had that vet already. Here. Yeah, yeah. What yeah. was his name? Dolce. Dr. Dolce. And um, so what about your other clients? Besides? Other clients, uh, um, the, the biggest clients or maybe the first uh, uh, non-Italian clients that I had is uh, Mr. Talala Karafi from Kuwait. Yes. That we also have many horses here. And uh, I used to have also some uh, mares or show horses from uh, Al Shakab also. You have some Italian clients also? Of course, we do have a lot of Italian clients, uh, starting from Mr. Palumbo to Mr. Santoro uh, to 
let's say almost all the clients from the north line here like uh, Pietro Re, Cartabia and uh, please don't mention, don't, don't, don't be sad if uh, uh, I don't mention all the other because it's a very bad question. But it's good that you have, would you say 50% um, of your client base is still Italian or more than 50% is foreign? No, no let's, say, let's say I can say 50-50. Oh, that's but it's the number of the clients, yes, let's say. Now I do have another farm here, um, five, five kilometers away from here, because I'm, I'm having like, I'm boarding like a uh, hundred horses. Yeah. So here I have only the chance to keep 50. So I try to, um, to have these two farm. Uh, I you said a hundred horses, two farms, that makes a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff, yeah. We have how much stuff you have? Uh, like eight person working with us. Um, eight. The, yeah, eight, including me. Yeah. Well, that's seven. Well, that's seven. <laughs> yeah, I don't do. I, I do nothing. No. Well, no. It's still still eight. Let's say. Oh. Yeah, yeah. And. How do you find those people now? It's really difficult, but uh, I'm a lucky one, so I'm a lucky one to always have very good people working here. Yeah, yeah. How do you manage to keep them happy? Give them a lot of responsibility on these beautiful horses. It's also another chance to, to make them feel you know, important. So, and if you feel important, you're also feeling happy, I think. So, do you consider your staff as a part of your family? Of course, of course. Mm. If they don't want to be like uh, sister of me or nephew of me, they it's not really the, 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 the cup of tea that I want to have or the cup of coffee. So they are, we treat them really like part of the family and they like this. Do you think there is a shortage still in general of young people into this industry? What do you mean? So, uh, if you take the Arabian horse world, I feel like, personally, I noticed from it is very difficult for young people to come into this business. You have um, the same feeling? I have the same feeling because it's getting uh, difficult to find young people that follow the business. I mean, you can see it also in a horse show that the, the ages of the clients are not that young anymore. So, it's the same clients of some years ago that grew up and keep this business I don't see that many new well you mentioned the ages ages no, of the I clients mean, I no was more ages. thinking the ages of the trainers is getting like okay, the ages of the trainer is the same I mean we are getting I mean yeah. they're all the same of 15-20 uh, years ago that's yes, right. correct. True. So the faces haven't changed. The faces haven't changed, so it's really difficult to have younger, young people to grow up. Even uh, caretakers or grooms or uh, young trainers, it's really hard to find. But do you think that these young people don't come in the business because maybe these trainers, they hold on too much to show the horses themselves or the owners, they don't give these young people the chance like uh, we used to get chances from owners i mean i remember i was 17 years old and martin de spiegel gave me a fantastic filly to show but i was only 17 and martin gave me that filly straight away to show so i got that chance and but probably martin de spiegel will give today uh, 
the horse to a bigger trainer yes. just to go and be almost sure to win or to have more chance to win and will not give to my young trainer the chance to try and go. Correct. Maybe. Yes, I think that the owners are very conscious of winning so uh, that they the are only giving the top people that so-called have maybe political power. I will choose also one of these guys, yes. the big one, just to be, just to have more chance to win, and probably is, uh, let's say, 75% of the owners thinks this, and maybe that's why youngers having difficult time. Well, so years ago, we had qualification shows. We started on a national C level, then international C, then B, and then A, and then title shows. Now we basically don't even need to qualify for a title show anymore. Italy, Italy doesn't have a C national show, so the Italians... Yeah. So basically by taking out all these tiny little shows where people like me did used to start and did used to grow into the business where was cheap to enter, there wasn't any VIP, there wasn't any tables, there wasn't any commercial really high level. But we could go to these shows even with a low quality horse and practice for very little money. That has disappeared. Do you think that has something to do with it? Of course, of course. Uh, you go to a horse show in Italy with 35, 40 horses and most of them are not Italian. Mm -hmm. So Italians uh, are tired to go. You know the situation in Italy is like we have a few trainers that the best clients are for, uh, not from Italy and they have to go and qualified horses for the biggest show or maybe only to try the big horses for the big shows and they don't give any space or any chance to all the other Italians to have fun with their horses. Well, maybe they had, they have fun, they will have fun, but they will not have the medals, mm. even the first or the second place. And uh, sure, Italians are tired to spend money for a trainer to go and, okay, I was there, my horse were good, but it was fourth behind, uh, let's say, I will say, behind Dubai, Shaka, Arayan, or uh, whatever, Tassimiya, yes. or whatever. So I think uh, we all need to wake up to do something, yes. to fix this. Yeah, I think when something is broken, you just need to go back to basics, and I think it's yeah. maybe time for that. Yeah. Yeah. Going yeah. back to what was 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Today I have some good news for you. Great. I'm going to give you a check of 10 million euro. 10 million euro? Yes. Wow. What's the first thing you would do? What the first things I will do? Yeah. Uh, move away from here with 10 million euro, move away from here and make a beautiful barn, beautiful different farm. Mm -hmm. And then if it's all for me, I will start to buy some nice horses for myself first. Would Rosie agree with it? Uh, of course, she will follow me with this. She will maybe push to find the place that she loves, but she will agree with me. Mm. So basically you can say that you already found your dream. 
and you are already living your dream. Oh yes. yes. So if you if you had to do it all over again, you would exactly do what you are doing. Uh, I will change a few things, but uh, mainly will do the same. Is there anything right now at this moment that makes you truly happy? At the moment? Yes. Uh, I, I can say that all, all of this make me happy. I mean, doing the job that I doing the job uh, that I like make uh, me really happy. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, yeah, so you found already the life you wanted to found. Yeah. You stick to it. Yeah. A last question. This was fun, but always, if there is like something that you want to give, if today you meet a group of 18 year olds, 19, 16 year olds, and you want to give them some advice, how they should do and how they should come into this life, because you made a beautiful life out of this. I have made a beautiful life of it. We, we have met a lot of other nice young people who made a beautiful life out of it. What kind of advice would you give them? To go and work for uh, some other trainers and make as much experience they can. Because I see many people that, uh, you know, they go work for a week or they go stealing some some training system for a week or two or a month or two and then they are becoming trainers uh, and I see many of these then they disappearing so if I have a, a really nice uh, young uh, trainer uh, I will give the suggestions to go and make as much experience he can in America or in Europe or anywhere also for the Middle East is okay but just to go and make more experience much experience they can perfect I think we did well wonderful okay this so now fun. now let's start filming uh, this, this was a try now now <laughs> now we're gonna look at horses right okay sure <laughs> okay. okay now we start Cut. ciao